I was a nobody when I left. You know, and, and to come back and stand in your gym of your high school where you played basketball at and tell everybody, hey, you can make it there, man. You just got to believe in God and believe in yourself. That felt good. Hello and welcome back to Short Story Long. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, telling your friends, sharing, and helping this thing grow. It's growing. Every week it's growing, and I can't I can't thank you guys enough. So I'm going to keep it coming, try to keep the stories exciting. I'm trying to get better at this whole interviewing thing. My key is I really don't want to be a journalist or an interviewer. Um, I'm trying to keep these things feeling like conversations and just... Uh, essentially, the goal is I want it to be a conversation that you guys would have not otherwise heard and I would have not otherwise had. This thing is forcing me to sit down with people, hit up people that I haven't talked to in a long time, uh, reach out to new people, and just have a talk. So thank you for all the good feedback. Uh, if you haven't left feedback yet, please go on iTunes, the podcast app on your phone. Leave me some good feedback. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like. Let me know what you'd like to see differently. A new thing that I'm going to try because the other day I opened up my Snapchat to accept snaps from everyone. Now, I don't always do that, not because I'm an asshole, but because usually I can't see any of the snaps from my actual friends and I just get a bunch of snaps from kids showing me that they're smoking weed. And that's cool. I'm, I'm down for your weed hobby, but I'm trying to at least interact with my friends and not just look at a bunch of pot. Um, but I opened up my Snapchat to everyone and there was a lot of actually really good questions and a lot of people really asking for honest advice and and guidance and, and whatever. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a podcast this week. Um, I'm probably going to do the call-in, uh, I'll post the call-in number tomorrow on my Instagram, which is instagram.com slash drama, um, but I'm going to do a podcast where you can call me, and anyone can call me, obviously I'll only be able to get to a select few, and if you call me with stupid random shit, I'm just going to cut it out and it's not going to make the podcast, so don't, don't, don't troll me, please, but anyone can call in, we'll have a phone conversation, you can ask me anything you want, advice, uh, questions, anything. Um, and then the goal would be to piece that all together and make a podcast to, to release on Friday that is simply uh, me talking to you guys. So stay tuned on my Instagram for that call-in number. I'll probably actually take the calls tomorrow and post it on Friday if everything goes as planned and it's not a bunch of random weird questions. Um, also, I don't do ads on the show yet, like I said, but I do want to offer everyone more Young and Reckless discounts. You guys are supporting me. You're supporting what I do. You're, you're listening to these stories, and Young and Reckless is very much so my baby. It's where I'm at every single day is the Young and Reckless office, and it's a constant pursuit for me to make the clothing better and stay active and keep it exciting. And I don't know if you saw or not, we just did a huge project with 21 Savage that was insane. Um, it blew out of our online store. I think there's a few pieces still on our online store. Blew out of every PacSun store instantly and it was just great. 21 Savage is obviously the newest, hottest artist right now, but also he really embodies that young and reckless lifestyle for obvious reasons if you listen to him. 
And to be honest, even though a lot of people um, may not like his music or, or may have things to say about him or, or whatever, and, and I know they've made memes out of his uh, knife tattoo, and, and that's all great. But he really is, to me, what got me was he has been through the craziest shit and you know lost friends and been involved in terrible violence and all these things but he really is he really is trying to make an effort to get away from that and to stay away from that and to actually just pursue music and build a business and be a successful guy and that is exactly no matter what it is no matter what as uh, facet of life that is what this brand is about and that's what I'm about and so that's why I liked it and I like his music so it was a great collab. Uh, that was huge for us, and it performed really well. On top of that, we are constantly trying to figure out how to make more and more different types of clothes, meaning how do we make denim? How do we make better jackets? How do we make everything that we can possibly make and make it affordable? Um, I know a lot of these brands are really, really cool and expensive and, you know, the Supremes of the world and the Off-White and and I respect the hell out of those guys and I would love to have some of those guys on the podcast to talk about their thing, but that was never my goal. My goal with Young and Reckless was always to make cool clothing, make it look good, make it look like some of the uh, exclusive brands, you know, have that feel, look cool, do projects with new artists and up and coming people and exciting people, but make it affordable. I don't want to say, hey, look at this cool jacket that I'm wearing or that we made, but haha, you can't afford it or you have to spend your whole paycheck on one jacket. That was just something that I never understood growing up in Ohio. And, and growing up in Ohio, it always felt like you could never get access or never afford the cool brands or the cool look. And that was something that I didn't like. I wanted to make a brand that everyone could get their hands on, everyone could afford, and you could still feel a part of the thing. So that being said, if you go on the website, we're putting a lot of effort into the website. If you go on the website, you'll see the denim that we're making that's two for two pairs for 70 bucks and jackets for $34.99 and all this stuff and just know that that's taken a lot of work from the team I, I can't take credit for for it for from the team of of sourcing and of figuring out how to make that happen and of just squeezing those margins out and just I don't know I'm really happy with the work that everyone's done I'm really happy with how far Young and Reckless has came if you look back even a couple years ago to just it was nothing but really bright you know, $25 screen printed shirts. And that's cool. And that's what was working at that time. But it's just such a deeper operation now and such, uh, I don't know, real value. There's real, real value there. And I'm really proud to say that this is what I'm doing. And this is what we're making. And this is what we're offering. So that being said, right now, uh, for any of you guys, podcast listeners only, if you use the promo code SSL for short story long, on youngandreckless.com, you'll get 50% off your order. So, that's obviously really aggressive, but I just want you guys to go check it out. I want you to see, I want you to get involved, and I want you to um, let me know what you think about that also. So, that's it. Promo code SSL, 50% off everything on youngandreckless.com. Go check it out. Tell me what you think. This week's guest, like I just said, this thing is forcing me to reach out to people and to reconnect with people and blah, blah, blah. This week's guest was a real treat. And to be honest, it came from 
not that I don't absolutely love talking to the guy, but it came from your guy's suggestions. I was constantly getting hit up asking to hear this guy's story, and I remembered how good his story actually is and how much he's been through, and he's such a old soul, and he was like my uncle when I moved to LA, and I learned so much about real life from him and about how to deal with issues and girls and all this different stuff, how to keep your... I give him a lot of credit for keeping me out of any of the bullshit that comes with LA and especially uh, starting in TV and you have access to a lot of weird shit here in this city and he was a huge influence on me to know what's right and wrong and stay out of that and not get distracted. Not to mention he's just one of the funniest guys that I know. That is Christopher Big Black Boykin. I had a lot of requests for this guy. Like I said, we created a lot of really fun times together, really fun content together. He was a huge part of my early life in LA. I don't see him too much anymore because he lives in Texas. He lives the family life. He's mellow. He stays out of the chaos. And I respect that about him. But this was a good reason for me to hit him up and have him come down, have a conversation, and really get into some of the stories that I knew uh, about him or that he had been through, but I never got any details or never got how he was feeling at that time. And he's been through a lot of shit. I mean, he, he hasn't had an easy life, but the way that he has dealt with it and the way that he's dealt with it with comedy and with a positive outlook and with all these different things is really cool. And, and we get into a lot of that in this podcast. And we also get into some of the Robin Big stuff and the Fantasy Factory stuff and just the random fun shit that we did. So this is a really good, diverse episode. Uh, we cover a lot of ground. Obviously, he's my guy. Uh, he's like family to me. And so I had a great time doing it. So that's it. Enough from me. Here it is. Short story long with Big Black. The hardest part is figuring out what you want to master. Focus on your product. Can you tell somebody that they suck? You gotta just go for this it. This is exactly what I want to do for a living. You can't even tell somebody that their breath stinks. You know what I mean? It could take your whole life and then you find your worth. The product is number one. If it scares you, you should probably do good it. Good content is good content. That is the coolest shit I have ever seen in my life. All right, here we are. Short story long this week. We have an incredibly special guest, not only uh, a good friend, sort of like an uncle to me, uh, <laughs> taught me a lot of early lessons about life, really, uh, when I was fresh out the minivan, really, uh, just really sh gave me the cold hard truth about how life really works, um, and also very highly demanded on this show. There was, I always ask... Uh, who would you like to hear and blah, 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 uh -huh. and you're you're at the top of the list. So, wow. that being said, Christopher, Big Black Boykin, welcome to Short Story Long. Hey, thank you very much, Drama. And I'm you, honored. I'm honored. Not only is it great to catch up with you, uh -huh. but um, you have an incredible story. Yeah. And it was something that I was always very, I just respected the hell out of because yeah. you by no means um, had any sort of easy route to where you got. And you're, I don't know, you're just kind of like, to me, you're the definition of like the old fashioned sort yeah. of work ethic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just work hard, get it done. And if the good opportunities come, take advantage of them. If exactly. not, keep working hard. Yeah. So I just, this was a great opportunity to, um, to talk about it. Yeah. So as I usually do here on Short Story Long, uh, 
let's start from the very beginning. All right. Remind me again where you were sort of raised or where the majority, I know you bounced well, around a lot. I was, I was born in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And at the age of 13, I was, taking out, I was taken out of the Chicago element and then brought down to Mississippi culture shock man yep. i you know i went from having mexican asian puerto rican friends to having strictly black friends and you yep. know whites on their side of the is already in the country is always the train tracks and whites on this side of the train tracks and blacks are on that side That's we crazy. come together for baseball football basketball season when no season's in we go right back to where we go but we go to school but there was no social Meetings, you know, or we didn't hang out. We didn't hang out with each other. Yeah, we had their own thing. They had their own thing, and I, I couldn't do that. I knew that I could not do that because that's just not me. And so that's seeing, why I left. it wasn't really like that in Chicago at all. No, right? Chicago was not like that, man. It was a melting pot of all races in groups. So that had to be crazy, like going from at that young yeah, of an age, yeah, it from was, it not being an issue, to then all of a sudden, oh, yeah. and just you know, just imagine drama. You, you and the white girls, and then you go to the South. You can't handle more white girls. So man. you've always been into white girls. I like, my like, my first crush was Bo Derrick, yeah. bro. and I knew then it was just like. But hey, I, I've dated the sisters. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I went through. I, I went. I went to prom with the. It just. It day. Yeah. They they, they like an early age. What you know, like? back in the days, John, I was very upset because when El DeBarge and all those bright skinned guys was running the game. Yeah. Dark skinned guys wasn't getting no love, so I was called ugly. Yeah. And you're not hot. Yeah. But then later on, like the white girls, they love that chocolate skin. So yeah. that's that's why I was down. Oh, man. It was like I'm down with who's down with me. Yeah. You know, you know, you know. Yeah, you were accepted. What, I was uh, accepted. So it was so that was man, that had to be an issue at a young age in oh, Mississippi man. trying to get at the white girls. You can't do it. You're not doing it. You just didn't do it. You can't. You're Too told. Risky. You're told straight yeah. up. My mom when when I got out the car to go into school, she's like, Hey, <laughs> no white girls. No white girls. <laughs> <laughs> man, that is You better fucked. not do it. <laughs> it's just crazy to me with the that level of like racial issues exists and still exists. Yeah. Like it's not like it's gone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Obviously it's, I'm sure it's better than when you were there. Uh, Or no, it's gotten better. Or they just gradually, they hide it better, but you already know like Mississippi, they're straight up with you straight out, out the gate. Yeah. I don't like you. So, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to do A, B, and C, and then that's how it's going to be. And you live with that. Now, in California, places like this, that's when they hide it very well. Yeah, Yeah. which is scarier in some degrees. Very. Was there there a lot of lessons that you feel like you had to learn outside of just the white girl issue? Like, did you feel like you were having to learn and adjust and act accordingly to a certain... I had... I had no choice. Yeah. Okay, so I had to either shape up or ship out, and that's what my mom told me. You know, I still remember being – my first day of school, they had just had like a little race fight, black against whites. And This is at 13? This is this was ninth grade, Jesus. kicking it off in high school, yep. and they, they had a big little race fight there. And I'm walking down the hallway, and, and, and dude just throws out the N-word, and I grab him. And this is first day. Uh-huh. Okay, I go to the office and principal, never forgot his name's Coach Webb. It's like, what are you doing in the office? We just checked you in. I was like, I just had, I didn't know what was going on here. Guy just threw that N word at me, man. I says, we don't, he says, you're in Mississippi. That word is said a lot. I was like, man. I said, don't you know in Chicago, you, and I look, I said, you know in Chicago, you guys be killed on sight yeah. doing that. And he's like, he took his glasses off, says, look where you at, boy. 
You're not in there no more. And after he said that to me, drama, I knew then I'm gonna get these four years over. Yeah. And I'm getting I'm hightailing the hell out of Mississippi. I got man. to go. Great place, man, but I was there in eighty six. Eighty six to ninety yep. is when I was in Mississippi. Yeah. So it, it was weird then. You know, just imagine lower eighties and down how weird it was. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just for me <clears throat> the ability to be able to deal with that. Yeah. Is and to come out as like funny and yeah. outgoing as you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you 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 dealt with it, you dealt with what you had to deal with yeah. and you didn't come out yeah. screwed up. Well being a being being a large statured black guy, yeah, you gotta show people your personality first. Uh-huh. Because they they see you like, oh shit, yeah. big dude, mean. You know, and I, even the struggles when we did Robin Big, man, yeah. I had to show my personality. I can't say I can't disagree with a person the way you could disagree with a person, you know. It's going to be taken different for me because I'm big. Yeah. You might have a disagreement with somebody and say the same exact thing that I said. Yeah. And you're not taken different. We're taken totally different yeah. because our size and stature. Yeah. And sometimes the skin tone. Yeah. That's just the way it is. No, it's so true. Yeah. It's, it's fucked up, but it's true. But I also think that that's what... Um, and we'll obviously get to that like yeah. phase, but that's what I think on Robin Big made everyone love you so much yeah. is that you were this big black guy Dude, that, yeah. but you were so friendly, and it was like, man, I yeah. want him to be my best friend. My 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 only thing in Robin Big, I wanted to show people that big ass black guys are some nice people. Yeah. You just gotta get to know us. Yeah, we put that wall up, man, because we've had to we've had to show personality our whole life. Before we got to step from from A to B, I got to show you my personality because you're already probably intimidated with my size. You don't even know I'm a pussycat. Yeah. You just have to get to that. I'm not going to let you right in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to work your way in. And then once you get there, we're good. And I just feel like when you're treated like it's almost like I've noticed this from like being on TV and stuff, mm-hmm. right? It's like when someone treats you a certain way over and over and over again, yeah. you find you start to act that way, right? Exactly. People treat you scary. Yeah. Oh, he's scary. He's scary. You, you kind of start to be standoffish. Yes, you know what I mean. But yes. you—that's you just did a great job at yeah. at fighting that and yeah. saying, "Hey, look at us goofing around, and having fun, and uh, nearing my butt, yeah. and doing the most random shit." And yeah. then the amount of love that you would get—I remember in the early days, like everywhere we went, security guards, yeah. bodyguards, everyone would be yeah. like, "My man, my man." Like they would you open know? up to you because it's like you're speaking. Yeah, for us. I'm speaking. I was speaking for all those security guys. That from I'm talking about from the back door to back door at the strip club, yeah. to working at the key club. You yeah. know, I've worked I've worked at all these places. So, you know, my my expertise in that is 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 awesome. I would say at least twenty uh, like rapper, bodyguard combo mm-hmm. or. Um, you know, whatever. Uh, celebrity bodyguard combo. At least twenty have came to me saying that they're the next Robin Big. I'm sure you've gotten a yeah, million. I get, but it's yeah. like literally, it's, it's just opened up the like, oh shit, that's yeah. us. Like every People bodyguard and their little homie. They, I, we could be. It's Robin Big, man. People just think that was a fly, dude. It took me and Rob a long time to get that show, and yeah. you know it. Oh yeah. It was not a. It was not a walk in. Oh, you two guys, we're going with no. It was a struggle yeah. to get that show. It changed. The titles changed. The the meat of the it I changed. Mean, nine pilots, I think. It, exactly. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying like I, when people when people say like I says, dude, 
Drama wasn't even interested in doing TV. Yeah. I said drama came out for the summer to kick it. Yeah, that's not what I, came I think he was going. Yeah, I think he was going to college yeah. in the fall. Yeah, I, I said, yeah. Shop. I see. What, dude, <laughs> I said, dude, drama's meant at that time. He was he was from the OH10. Yeah, people in the street will never see him again. Uh, never. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so it was like, you know, and then Nate Sherwood drops off the face of that yeah. of, the, of the map. Thank you, Nate. And then drama steps right in. Take that. The guy wanted to be a producer. He yeah. had no. He didn't know. We didn't. We didn't know drama that this shit was gonna be this big. Yeah. No one no knew this. No clue. No one, man. And let's get to. Hold on. We'll get right. to that. Let All me because right. that's the exciting part. Yeah. <laughs> so, so four years in right. Mississippi. Where did you go? From there, did you go? Um, so you were in Mississippi all through high school, and then yeah. you left after high school. Yes, I did. Drama. The day they handed me my diploma, yep. I went down to the local Piggly Wiggly, yep. and I grabbed me a, I grabbed me a, um, some hefty trash bags, mm-hmm. ten pack, packed all my shit in my mom's place. I looked at her. I says, "I love you. I'm gone." And that's that. That was the agreement we made. She says, "You, you, you, you know, you keep your nose clean while you're here. Mm-hmm. Don't give me any problems." When you're a grown man, you get your diploma, you can go where you want to go. And at that point, I'd already joined the Navy. I didn't tell her. I didn't say anything. I just told her I was gone. And so, why the Navy? You just, was it a... You know, uh, um, I, had, I had a cousin in the Navy. Yep. And I didn't want to do the Marines or the Army, but I like both branches. Yep. I just did not want to be broken down, to be built back up, because mm-hmm. that's what they do. Yep. The Navy's a little bit different. I couldn't even swim. And uh-huh. I joined the Navy. Uh-huh. You know, I you know, it's just, I had to get out of the situation I was in. I had a I had a little small scholarship to go play football. Uh-huh. You know, I didn't I didn't I wasn't I didn't I didn't want to stay in Mississippi. I knew that wasn't my personality. Yep. It wasn't the way I was put together. And I needed to move on to do other things. And you know, join the Navy and then go, coming to California was was perfect. Did me. you go from Mississippi to San Diego? I went from Mississippi straight to San Diego. My Man. boot camp was on San Diego. My A school was in San Diego. And then I got orders to go and work in Guam. So I was in Guam for three years. That's nuts. And was there like the movie scene sort of moment of like getting to San Diego and like the palm trees and this I is got, where I belong no, sort of thing? Drama. I got in San Diego at 12 midnight. Uh-huh. I get off. Uh, no, no. You, uh, Navy fly you in. Mm-hmm. You get picked up in. A, you get picked up at Lindbergh Field mm-hmm. in a white duty van. We all piled in. When we got on base, dude was like, "From here on out, I'm sir," and that's the way it is. You call your parents in the morning. So I didn't see a palm tree until uh-huh. the next day when I woke up. When they had us running. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So there was no there was no there movie was no, moment. <laughs> nah, there's no movie, hot yeah. pa- doing push up on the hot pavement. Yeah. That there's no movie moment in that unless Damn. it's an officer and a gentleman. Yep. <laughs> Damn. So you um, were you were you happy? Like, were you happy right away? I guess is what I'm asking. Like, did you feel like you were I, making the right moves, or what was your feeling yeah. at the time? Like, did you ever regret it? Did I never you... regret anything because it was a move I had to make. Yeah, you know, my mom didn't have any money, my dad didn't have any money, mm-hmm. so it's like I got to get out here and see what I can get done. And hanging around in this neighborhood with the friends I got, I know what's gonna happen. I'm gonna drop out of college. I'm gonna be working at Piggly Wiggly mm-hmm. or the chicken plant. Like everyone else is, yeah. And that wasn't my thing. I had to sacrifice to get to that next level. I, like I said, drum. I couldn't even swim, and I joined the navy. Yeah, my I first know. time, I jumped and almost drowned. 
and it was 10 feet, I almost drowned. <laughs> Me and like five other black dudes that thought they could swim. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was like, you know, you, we, you know, when you're sitting there talking to your neighbor, you meet this guy, I was like, yeah, I'm from Compton, man. I done shot people, yeah. I done robbed, I sold drugs. But when you when you jumped off that diving board, and you, went, and you went 10 feet under, <laughs> yeah. The, be- the bitch came out of all of them. Yeah. <laughs> you got five black guys at the bottom of the pool, can't come back up because you're too Toughest scared. Toughest guys in the world. Yeah, and you got the Navy SEALs with the little poles like, we'll pull you out if you can't swim. Oh, but if man. you pull the pole, I'm letting it go because I'm not coming in. Yeah. So you see, he grabbed the pole, go right back to the bottom. That was my experience. So there was no really feeling drama. This is something I had to do. At the end of the day, I just wanted to be somebody. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all I wanted to do. I wanted to be somebody. Yep. I could have been a trash man. Benefits and a check. Yeah. That's all I wanted. Yep. Like I say, all the stuff that I've done right now has been the frosting on an otherwise excellent cake of life. Yeah. It's just extra frosting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that's the way I look at it. Yeah. Um and you were a chef, right? In I was the... I was a I was a chef in the Navy. And I got how... invited to schools over in Europe when I got out too, but I was getting high off my own supply. I couldn't cook no more because yeah. I was I was getting high off my own supply. Yeah, I was eating, man. I yeah. was I'd blown up, and I, I I probably was I was three oh five. Navy's like, man, you're a little too big to be up in here, man. So we're not going. So after my four years, I just got out. Yeah, and then so where do you go from there? From there, drama. I I tried to go back home to Mississippi. I was I made it two weeks, uh-huh. and I just couldn't do it. Yep. I was like, mom, I love you. I says, but. This isn't me. I called my buddy in San Diego. He had just gotten married, my boy Mike Stu. And I was like, Mike, I need a favor. He said, what's up, Black? Anything. I says, man, can I sleep on your couch for like 60 days, 90 days? Yep. I said, I just want to get me a job, get me a little car, and I'll get out, I'll get out of here. I know that I he made had, the same. <laughs> dude, he had just got married. He's like, Black, let me talk to my wife about it. Uh-huh. He called me back about eight hours later. He's like, Black, she said it was fine. You can stay on the couch. Bam. Got my ticket, my one-way ticket. Came out to San Diego. Got a job at the Good Guys. What's that Audio club? video. No, it was audio video. Uh-huh. It was like, uh, like, do you remember D.O.W. Dial, um, Circuit City? Yep. Okay, those, back in the days, those were the big three. Best Buy pushed all those guys out. Uh. So when Best Buy came in, they all folded. So it was a big store. Yeah, so I, I delivered televisions since I was a big guy. Yep. I, te- I, I, did, I delivered TVs, hooked up TVs, hooked up audio systems. That's the other bad thing about being a big guy is your first offer is hard work. Yeah. You know it's what I'm just, saying? Like you don't get all, it's not uh, like, uh, you know what? You'd be a great uh, cash register. Nah. It's like you can move some shit. Yeah, huh? you. <laughs> hey, big guy. You know what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can pick up a 45-inch Mitsubishi, yeah. no problem. Like they don't offer you They don't the offer you some, so... <laughs> So that's kind of the way it was. And I, I was telling my, my cousin this story yesterday. I never told him. I worked at Good Guys doing the OJ thing. Oh, wow. And I was delivering a TV in, to Fallbrook, uh-huh. California. And the house I was delivering to, I think this woman had never had a black person in her home. Uh-huh. And if you live in Fallbrook, that's a strong possibility. Yeah. Okay. And so when I knocked on the door, it took her 10 minutes to open the door. She had called the store and was like, yeah, I got this guy at my door. I want to make sure he was the guy. And my, my manager, Dan, was like, uh, does he have a name tag that says Chris on it? <laughs> yeah. She says, yeah. He, does he have a blue shirt on With that has good guys on, on it? it. Yeah. She says, yeah. He said, that's him. So she cracks the door open. She's like, Chris? I say, yeah. <laughs> she says, okay. I says, you order a 30-inch TV and you also want me to move a TV, right? She's like, yeah. So 
you know when you pick up a TV drawing from the old TV from the bottom, they got you can get you can get indentions on your hands. Yep. So I got my gloves, and yep. she was taking me oh, in there no. to find her TV, yep. and I was putting the gloves on. Oh, her worst nightmare, dude. She turned around, John, when I was putting that last glove on to strap it in. Yeah. She damn near fainted. She's like, oh, my God, no. Oh, my God. I was like, what are you doing? I said, do you think I was going to hurt you right now? Yeah. I said, are you serious? She says, I'm sorry. I'm just so sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, no, I'm sorry. God. I was like, yo, you're scaring me right now. Yeah. I says, I'm scared of you right now. Yeah. I'm petrified. And she's like, I didn't mean to do that. I just, I, 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 I'm sorry. She gave like a $200 tip. She was, I'm talking about Stark. She thought, John, that I was going to take her out there. Like you went through all like the I, effort like to get I was, a like good I was, guy's t-shirt. Like I was the de- delivery Lucifer. Yep. And you're there okay? to just choke her like out. Like I, I sell TVs and I'm Lucifer at the same time. Jesus. It, dude, it, it's, it's been some weird, weird shit, man. It's, and what do you like? I mean, when you're, okay, so you do that, right? You, uh, you have this awkward moment. You drop the TV off. You move the TV. You get back in the car. What went through your head at that time on your drive back to the store? Did you ha- always have the attitude of like, eh, she's just uh, stupid? I, I, you know, I was, I was nervous that day. In my, the rest of my day was kind of crappy. Yeah. You know? Because it scared just, you. Just scared, that, that scared me, man. Yeah. What if she'd have fainted and died right there, Drummond? And, and she said she had a heart attack or something. Yeah. She fell out. Cops get there. You were here, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, you were last you one here to, with you know, the gloves last on. One here with the gloves on. Yeah, yeah the gloves. Did you thing try is to rob right her now. or something? Did you assault her? Yeah, you know. So I was scared, man. I was like, it really. It you shook felt like me you up. had done something wrong. It shook me up. Yeah, yeah, I kind of, you know, what I'm saying, I was like, damn. It's just nuts. Yeah. it's nuts. I mean, obviously, you know, we uh, we don't want to get into like this big yeah. uh, racial conversation, but <sighs> the the thing that's crazy about it, and like I said, the reason why it, it pertains to this so much is because of the way you've chosen to deal with it. But yeah. what's crazy is all of the issues and things, especially now that are happening, that come from people being scared of you, of, yeah. of you, or of black people, or of big yeah. black, whatever, for no reason, and then. You, you feel like you did something wrong. Yeah. Instead, you know, you don't yeah. you don't walk around like, yeah, that's right. You better be scared yeah. of me, old woman. Yeah. Like, you know I, what I mean? Like, you're like, what the fuck? What like, the anything fuck? could go wrong here you at know? any moment. And I'm the one dude, who's, it's on me. Dude, I'm going to tell you what. Since Trump's back in, man, you know, it's like, I got white ladies clutching purses again. Yeah. Like, clutching the purse up tight. And I'm just like, in order to be a stick-up kid, yeah. you got to be able to run. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got half a block in me right now. Yep. Tops. And you're easy to spot. If a German shepherd's behind me, I'm easy to spot. Yeah. You know, in order to be a stick-up kid, you got you, you to gotta be small and have a 40 time. Yep. Okay? I don't. Yeah. Majority of the women could kick my ass right now, yeah. straight up. You're just not built just, you to gotta kick it, yeah. me in. You got to kick me in the sweet spot. Yep. And it's not my dick area. Yeah. You go for the knees. Yeah. Kick a big out. man his knees, I will hand you my wallet. And we just like, just lay the ID down on me. You can Literally have everything. Yeah. I just don't want to go down to the DMV to go get a new ID because this shit takes forever. <laughs> That's what I love, man. That's yeah. what I fucking love about you is you. It's the ability to, I think, you do such a good job at, Showing what's in your head, yeah. right? Showing your perspective. It got to because everyone just sees the big scary guy, and that's part yeah. of the problem. They see the scary guy, they think, "Oh my god, he's so yeah. scary." He 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 knows everyone's scared of him. Blah blah blah. No, this is what he's thinking. Yeah. He's thinking, "Man, if this old woman cooks, so, freaks out freak and kicks out. me in my knees, yeah. I'm done." I'm used to it. Yeah. Mississippi prepa- prepares you for that. Yeah, you know, being in the country, being around that that demographic prepares you for everything. It prepared me for Hollywood. Yeah, you know, yeah. a lot. And do you feel like um, you do feel like since this whole Trump thing that it feels like going backwards a little bit. Like, do you feel, yeah. I'm saying you feel like, um, like how you said people are a little extra paranoid. Yeah. You're getting a little extra. 
you know, people. I've looked at people are now showing their true colors. Yeah. The way I, the way I just look at it, I, I'm not the type of person that's going to complain a lot because mm-hmm. I didn't vote. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to vote for either one of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, so let's, let's just be let's just be straight up yeah, here. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, I'm not voting for either one of you, lames. Yeah. So. I'm 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 gonna go bake a pie on election day. I'm on I'm on I'm chin. Yeah, turn I'm, off the TV. Yeah, I'm gonna make some banana pudding or something. Yeah. I'm not gonna cut this shit off. Cut it off. Yeah, I'm not voting for. So when it comes up, I don't complain. Yeah, as you know, we're gonna we, we got to survive drama, whether it's Donald Trump or Bullwinkle mm-hmm. in office. We're gonna have to survive. Yeah, and that's pretty much the way I've always looked at it with every president since I've turned 18. Yeah, and yeah. got a check. Smart. You know what I'm saying? But that's I, just you have that yeah, attitude. Yeah, I, you got to. It's man. good. Um, so we, you're we delivering were, we're, TVs. Yeah, delivering TVs. So how long did that job last? You know what? Uh, I was going to school at the same time mm-hmm. as I was delivering TVs. What were you going to school for? I was going to school uh, security management. Oh, so you... I got an associate in security management. Got it. That opened me up to the security world. I was able to obtain a concealed weapons permit. Yep. I was able to get my license and things like that. What and age was that? That was, I got a Navy when I was 21 years old. Oh, so you were young. Yeah. I so was you knew young, like, hey, this could be a path for me, yeah, this, this security thing, this if I can is, do it legit. I can do this legitimately. Open my, open my big black security in 97. Yeah, yeah. And then so I did a little more. I, w- I went to Vegas. I worked out there. Uh-huh. I got my little class limo license. I drove a little small sedan. Yeah. So I'd pick them up from the airport, and then I'd take them to fights and stuff like that. And then I had my concealed weapons permit on me so I could double up, so I could moonlight as a driver and bodyguard. Yeah. That's double the money. I just cut everyone out. Yep. And that's kind of the, the way I that's did smart. it. Yeah. So from the beginning, you knew. Because you were doing, like, nightclub security and stuff too, right? Was that you, earlier? I, had, I, I I didn't really do it. I had a, I had a whole... Team, got it. A fifty. So guys. you knew from the beginning. Like, yeah, let that me do was, this the right. That way. was my business. So this, this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And then I hired Zeus. I mean, Big Zeus. Yeah, I love Big. And Z. then Big Z took over the business. And then that's when I came up to Hollywood to to start to start getting the sh- prepping for to get to try to get the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? I think most people know the story by now, but but if you don't, mm-hmm. so the way that it went down was. It, the whole thing started with the DC Shoes video. Yeah, right? everything started with the DC Shoes video. And, and Rob was doing a skit about, because um, when you're skateboarding and you're out in these schools and you're yeah. blah, 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 a lot of security guards, cops kick you out. Yes. So he wanted a security guard to be his security guard yeah. to essentially kick out the security, security guard. guard. Right. Or talk him down or allow him to get in a couple more, you know what I'm saying? Tricks, Get yeah. a couple more tricks in. Yeah. And, and so did that... I mean, did they know that you would be the guy for that because of your personality? I mean, how did they? Because let me just say this. They could have said or found out. I don't know exactly how this shit went down. But what I'm saying is if it would have been some big, quiet security guard, the skit could have still worked for the DC video. But but. it wouldn't have turned into all of this. That's what's so crazy. So did they know that you had this personality or that was? This is how it went down. I'm, I'm, I'm in my apartment sleep. Mm-hmm. I get a call from my boy Aaron Johnson at City Event Security, and you're in we, San Diego right now. I'm right? in San Diego okay. right now. We used to, we used to run, we we used to. He, I'd use his services. He'd use mine. We used each other's guys, and we were working. So he calls me up, and he's like, "Black, what you doing?" I was like, "I just woke up." He said, "I got some guys up here, some skater guys. They're looking to shoot this this video, and they need a they 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 want a security guy with personality." Yeah. He says, "And I thought about you. Oh, that's what did it. That's what did it." Yeah. Now, and then I was like, 
Where's the fifty dollars you owe me? Yeah, that's what I was Where's most concerned about. Where that fifty bucks you owe me? Yeah, it's time to get some burritos, son. I'm down right now. Yeah, he says, Black, if you come here and meet these guys, you won't. You won't ever want that fifty dollars. So I got in the car, drove up there, met Rob, Mike Blayback, and Greg Hunt. Yeah, met those three guys. Yeah, and from there, man, we started shooting stuff, and the shit was so funny and organic. And, and and just the the camaraderie the the the, the you know yeah man. with me and Rob just like that 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 comedy gold yep. it was coming through yeah and then I wasn't and then the DC video the tour went yep and Rob ended up not being able to go so I hit Ken Block up I was like Ken check this out can I go on the road and help promote this video man yeah. and he's like. He was like, Black, hey, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, if you want to go out there. Oh, you were a star drama. in the skate world, man. Dude, I, that night at the Man Chinese Theater. Yep. The premiere, right? The premiere. Yeah. I walked in there, just a regular security guy. Mm-hmm. When I walked out of that place, yep. it was over. A new, I, yeah. whole new thing and, was born. And then we went all over America, we went all over the world yep. and promoted it. And just the... It was, dude. Yeah, it's just it was crazy. crazy. That's man. the part that I can't get over is it like crazy. that magic. Because, yeah. like I said, like had they chosen another guy, yeah, they could have done the skit. Of course, you know what I'm saying. But of the course. fact, because here's the other thing that a lot of people might not realize or might not know the real story on mm-hmm. is that happened. So it happened. Um, it was made up, right? Yeah. They're saying whatever. Yeah. But then you and Rob actually became such good friends. Yes, and that's the part. That is just you can't. I don't know. You can't replace. Yeah. You can't write it. You can't, you can't write, fake see, it. You can't, you can't write that. Yeah. You can't. It can't be written. It's like you know. People think me and Rob were just paired together. Nah. Yeah. It, it, we put in two, three good years before. Of just, yeah, yeah. Before we even got to that point, you know. Yeah, it, it's crazy. It, it, it was. It, it was. A, it, it, it was a true friendship, and still. You know, yeah. and I remember it's just crazy for me because I remember that was right before. You know, it was probably the couple years before I moved out. Yeah, and so it was just huge. And I remember even like we had met you somewhere, and uh-huh. you know, I remember my mom talking about, "Oh my gosh, we yeah. met Big Black." We, and you were the I think star, I think man. at the skate park yeah. in Ohio. Yeah, I think that's when I first met your mom and dad. Out yeah, in, in Dayton. Yep. Yeah, in Kettering. Yeah, Kettering. That's when I met your mom and dad. Yeah, you're right at the opening. Yeah. Um. So now you're on this tour you're hanging out how long after let's just say video premiere you instantly went on the tour yeah how long after then would you did you move up to la after that uh i when during when we did the gumball i was actually living with rob in carlsbad so how long until you moved in with rob i'd already been living dude i had been living with rob before we moved to la got it so you guys became close yeah. quick, and yeah. just when it was time to, we 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 had to get our camaraderie down. We had to you know find out what he liked, what he didn't like. We had to you know what I'm saying, yeah. Because potentially, I think Rob kind of knew what could happen, yeah. But then when Jeff Tremaine, and then when those guys came in, mm-hmm. they saw and Ruben Fleischer, of yeah. course, yeah. When they when they all came in, it was like, dude, I think we can do something with this, yeah. You know, and, and that I, all came from Gumball, huh? All came that that's when that Gumball, when me and Rob was in Gumball, man, it was. It was crazy. Yeah. Same thing. Everywhere I went, who's who's this guy? Yeah. You know, and that's you know, Rob always says, man, a big dude is like a hot chick. Everybody wants to know who they are. Yeah. So true. Yeah. I remember like I remember not only the stories of you guys just like I man, just the stuff you would do and get away with and yeah. you know what I'm saying? And the way that people would yeah. look at you. And I remember when I first got out here, 
I was 18. I looked 15. Yeah. We would walk up to any club and you guys would just be like, yo, he's good. And you're bigger than all the security (laughs) and you and your homies. And so they'd be like, all right, he's good. And I'd walk into anywhere. The whole management would come over to the table, say, hey, is everything good here? You guys good? They didn't know what the hell was going on. It was way before Robin Bingham started. It was just, they just knew like, I don't know, but there's something happening here and we want to be on their good side. Well, I know Rob told you about the, uh, the Antonio Tarver, Roy Jones Jr. fight. Yeah, tell me he that had one his again. cast on, and it was me and Zeus walking him around. Yeah, everybody thought he was a celebrity. He's walking around, was cast on. Yeah. so we walk up to the usher, and she's like, "Where are you guys sitting?" Rob was like, "I would like to sit down here up front here." Uh-huh. She says, "Go ahead." <laughs> we had no tickets, man. We sat fourth row at a fight, and everyone else. Everyone else celebrity sitting behind us. We had no ticks, man. We had none. We had not one ticket. She didn't even check. She didn't check for tickets. All she saw was Rob in the middle yep. and two huge-ass guys, and she was like, he's a somebody. And that's pre-TV, <laughs> pre-any. Nobody was calling him out. No one said no one. Oh, man. Security didn't come up. Yo, what's up, y'all? Hey. Yep. That's the way it was, man. That's the way it was, it was back in 05, 06. Man, you guys had some good times. That was my college years, man. I've, I, I always yeah. said Robin Big, those three seasons, yeah. was my freshman, junior, and, and you know, freshman, junior, and senior year in college. Yeah. Freshman, sophomore, junior. Those yeah. were my college years because yeah. that's the way it felt. Yeah. So, uh, so you meet Ruben on the gumball. Ruben's yeah. like, oh, this could be something. Go yeah. to Jeff Tremaine. This could yeah. be something. Uh, I mean, I guess at the time, like, you guys weren't really tripping on – you didn't care about – being famous or yeah. getting a TV show, but you yeah. were like, "Yeah, we are funny." Like, yeah. let's, you maybe, know what I mean? Like, you know, we'll take this wherever it goes. Well, maybe I was like, I, like I say, John, I was. This is something I was not looking to do. Yeah, Rob had to talk me into it a little bit because yeah. I didn't. I, I had a had a secure security business. Yeah, was making a little. After nine eleven, we started making money, uh-huh. and I wasn't really ready to make that move yet. I I had a lot of things I want to do in the security world: travel protect people, and do stuff like that. The television show just kind of like, you know, I'd be like, I think we can do this. We just yeah. got to go to MTV. We first meeting, we lied our asses off. Yeah. You know, then we had to go get What'd some. What would you say? Well, I think we were, I was telling stories, mm-hmm. and they were like, you guys got them on film? Uh, you know, think about MTV. They don't care what you're yeah. talking about. You need to show some film. Yeah. I remember in the, I don't know if you remember, in the early days, all they did was put, gave us like four cameras yeah. and just put the cameras in the house. Yeah. And it was like, just film some yeah, shit. Just film some shit. And we filmed some Th- yeah. weird shit. We filmed some weird <laughs> shit. Yeah, <that> never <laughs> made it anyway. Um, so you lied, you said you had all this crazy shit. Yes. And then, I mean, in those, I, I, my memory I think is pretty accurate, but they essentially just said, okay, well, first we'll just give you cameras, just film the weird shit going on at the house, right? And like I said, we filmed weird shit that could never be used or shown in a meeting for that matter. And then it kind of slowly went to the point of actually sending a crew in and filming some shit. I remember that very first day when I was sleeping in the tent and we went to like some skate demo or something and we were just kind of going for it, just trying to, I mean, you guys were just trying to like, I don't know, this is what we do. Let's see, how can we make this a show, right? And then- it just kind of slowly pieced together. There was days where there was executives sitting in the living room yeah. and you guys were filming in the kitchen and that was fucking yeah, weird. That was weird. Um, but what I like is it came back after all of this shit, after years yeah. probably, over yeah. a year of process of trying yeah. to do it, it came back to you and Rob. Right. 
being friends. Yeah, because you know the show was supposed to be called Rob's Simple Rules of Success. Remember yeah, that? I do. It, it, that was the show was supposed to be called. But I think when the executives sat and looked at the, you just looked at the chemistry that me and his, me and Rob had comedically. Yeah. They were like, okay, it's in slam dunk, okay? Yeah. He's black, he's white, he's big, he's small, you know? That's his that's his buddy bodyguard slash buddy. Yeah. It it was it, it was the white and black buddy comedy that no other network could ever pull off. Yeah. Remember Dave Chappelle had that show called Buddies when he had a couple white homeboys. Yeah. And it didn't work. Yeah. Robin Big was these Robin Big was MTV's version of the odd couple. Yep. That's what it was. Yeah, it just works. The so hip hop well. version, pretty much. Yeah, it was. I and remember it, too filming yeah. like, even on the rules of success. I think one of the, I think the mural came from like a keep your friends close exactly. sort of lesson, or like yep. some of these things came from. Then we did that big party with Three Six Mafia. Yep. And, man, but then that's what I. It went back to just you guys doing what, we did. what you wanted to do. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I remember personally sitting down and like Jeff or somebody being like, you know. Your whole like life's about to change. Yeah. People are gonna recognize you. People, and I remember being like, "No, come on, it's not gonna be that big of a deal." Yeah. Did you know what was coming? You know what, drama? I'm gonna tell you when I knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. The night I sat in Times Square yeah. and watched my episode in Times Square. Yeah. And cop, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking up like this, and there's a police officer right there, and he's looking. He looks over at me, and he looks back over. <laughs> Is that you? Uh-huh. I was like, yeah. He looked back up. He was like, he started laughing because we did something. That first episode, yep. when we got the house, and I was in the I was in the, the jock strap yep. with my socks with on in the hop. pool. Yeah. 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 So he was he was looking at that one. He was like, he started laughing. <laughs> at that point, drama, I knew it, it this this is something. This is something. Yeah. I, I you know, and I'm just gonna I said, I'm gonna ride this thing. And I think I told you, John, when we went, we were, I still remember me and you talking. And I was like, when I'm not happy no more, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. I remember telling you that. Yeah, you've when always it, been very, yeah, like, when it, honest about that. When it comes to, when, when the business side takes <clears throat> over and I'm not happy, because this was my happy place. Yeah. Shooting Ron Big was my happy place. Mm-hmm. When the business side came in, I didn't like that. Yep. It, you know, friends, you know, you got to look out for, you got, at the end of the day, you got to look out for your future, your well-being. Yeah. And at the time, everybody was doing that. And I was just kind of like, I'm just enjoying the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was still enjoying the moment, John. I wasn't looking at, trying, you know, like certain stuff. Like when I had the BB brand, you should sell skateboards. I'm not selling skateboards, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I will not disrespect Rob like that. Yeah. And I'm when not, did you, sorry, but when did you, BB brand started second season? BB brand started second season. And you were wearing it already because yeah. you just... We're funny and you we're know, wearing big black on your, yeah, just, your face you know, on your shirt. Dude, I was I wanted to do a deal with DC yeah. to distribute big black brand just for big guys. Because after the DC video is when you started doing it, right? You exactly. had the shirts and said big black has got your yeah, back. Yeah, big and, black got your back. I remember that. And then we went from that and then we put the face on it, yep. you know, and then we, the logo got developed. Yep. And then we ran from there. And so you went... That didn't go through D.C., right? No, I wanted to. That was my my main purpose. I wanted to go through D.C. because they were the ones that put me on. Without them, I got zero. Yeah. You know? And that's what I wanted to do. But they were like, nah, we're not interested. Yeah. You know? Same when Stevie came out with DGK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't interested. Yeah. So I just thought, I said, okay, so you you guys cool if I run with this. Yeah. Black, do what you got to do. Yeah. 
And then cup Pack Sun top three right. selling shirts. Yeah, that, that thing blew up. It blew. I remember. Up. I would say one of my earliest like motivations for starting my own clothing line was literally. I remember sitting in your room, and you opening a check for like six hundred grand, yep. and being like, "Yeah, damn it, <laughs> <laughs> like this, motherfucker. and just Son, like holy I, was, cow. I mean, it just it was exploded. It was. I'm just like, wow. I've never seen money like that in my life. I'm yeah. like. 600 grand selling t-shirts yep. and some caps. Yep. And then yeah. you did shoes and that worked. I did shoes and did 2 million in shoes. The only reason why we didn't the only reason why we didn't do shoes anymore yep. is because Finish Line wanted us they wanted to, you know how they want they want to sell you back 250 yeah. and they want to order 500 pair. Yep. At the time my business partner, my lawyer didn't want to do that. They put us on discount, never put us back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just bailed. Just bailed. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's insane. I just remember how massive that was. Dude, it was. Um, what the coolest thing was to me about Robin Big was in those early days, you guys were just doing whatever you wanted, and and it was hitting. Yeah. Like the Bobby Light stuff and uh, Uncle Jerry and... I mean, there was so much of the stuff where even if you watch it back now, it feels like, man, I can't believe people like that because it almost felt like inside jokes or something. Yeah. But you guys were just able to do whatever the hell you wanted, and it worked. And people just loved it. And that's, I don't know. I just think it's so rare that to have that. Yeah. That moment that that I think we had and that I was involved in, I right. guess, is is or got to ride along with was was cool in that way because you guys were just doing whatever the hell you yeah. wanted and people were just yeah. eating it alive. People will never understand. <clears throat> Robin Big was the realest reality show ever shot. Yeah, and every they every be, filmer yeah. said that. Yeah. Everyone who worked on the, the show said that. The realest reality show ever shot. We shot it so well yep. that I tell people, the first scene, second scene, third scene, the meat yep. was all reality. It got so we were so good at it yeah. that we had to we 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 faked the beginning to start it off and then we'd have an ending. Yeah, I just that's what was so crazy to me. And so at the time, like I didn't even realize how like rare that was yeah. or how you know, but it really was like if you took these two best friends that are really best friends that are really interesting and fun and funny, gave them a crazy budget to do whatever the hell they yeah. want. This is what you get. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. It was did you have any like favorite do you have any standout like favorite moment or episode or I would say two two of my favorites. Uh-huh. Uncle Jerry for sure. Yep. Same And here. then the one where we interrogated you with the shit. Yep. When we take we cued you pooping in the pool. With and, the lie detector. Yeah, and, and that lie detector and kinda of like that moment that that uh <laughs> that moment was <laughs> when I throw the shit down. So what what is this? Yeah, damn it. <laughs> that 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 right there. That that was that I, I that that in there, and <laughs> yeah, those were the best two for me, man. That, that, we just gave you, everybody. When I talk to people, yeah, why'd y'all do that to drama? Yeah, man. Why'd y'all do that to him? Sometimes I still get it. Too. I was like, you know what, man? Drama was he was a trooper, man. Yeah. I, I I says I like Nate Sherwood. Yeah. But what if we? What if? What if we had got him? Yeah, I wonder. I, I yeah. just, I just don't think it would have been. I, I don't think it would have been. Yeah. Plutonic as it was with you being, you were the awkward guy. Yeah. Everyone was always messing with you. Uh-huh. You know, and you were, you were a, like another character. I don't think Nate Sherwood would have been a character. I think he would have kind of like been like, 
Rob's ultimate assistant because yeah. that's pretty much what he was yeah. at the time. So you being in there, fresh out the mini. And there was the little cousin element And the to little it, cousin you know? element coming out. And I was just down for whatever. And you was down for Because I was like, man, I don't know what. I didn't come out here to be on TV. I don't necessarily want to be a celebrity, but yeah. there's something going on here that I yeah. want to be involved in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was just like, I don't, I'll do whatever. That, I felt the same way. Yeah. I was like, I don't know about this, man, but this shit sounds exciting. If yeah. it cracks, it's going to crack. And everyone that told me I wasn't going to get shit done when I went to Hollywood, I could stick it in their face. Yeah. You know, and that, that was that was my motive. I told my teachers in high school, when I come back here, I'm going to be hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah, you did it. And I did it. Yeah. You know, got to a point in my high school, they had to take the picture down, you know, because everybody was like, that, he went, he uh, went to school yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, when we went When we went back to Mississippi to film that episode, that was none of my favorite, too. Yeah. I, I kind of teared up on the way. When it, cause oh, I bet. I, I left and I came back. I came back. 15 years later, dog, I came back hot. Yeah. I was a nobody when I left. Yeah, that's huge. You know, and, and to come back and stand in your gym of your high school where you played basketball at and tell everybody, hey, you can make it there, man. You just got to believe in God and believe in yourself. Yep. That, that, that felt good. Yeah, that had to be a crazy moment. It had moment. to be good, man. Yeah. Damn it. Um, so then, I mean, here's the thing. The story's been told a million times, so I don't, I don't. There's no point in even getting into it here yeah. because I feel like it, it got kind of blown out of proportion, and people, the fans, almost made it more than what it was. The yeah. point of, in my opinion, at least, of why Robin Big ended was it just wasn't fun anymore. It just yeah. started so fun. Yeah. Nobody wanted to be a celebrity. Yeah. No, yeah. It just, I like it. it. Got to that point. Yeah. There was a show out of it. It was like, what the hell? All right, yeah. we'll do a show. Yeah. And then it just, the business got involved. All this stuff got involved, and it just wasn't fun it anymore. Wasn't fun and it was anymore. time to quit. It wasn't fun anymore. Uh, and at the same time, the drama. Not only was it not fun anymore, mm -hmm. I was having some health issues. Yes. You know, I yes. was four hundred seventeen pounds. So not a lot of people over, know that. Yeah, a lot of people don't know. Everybody thought it was a beef between me and Rob. I was having severe health issues. I collapsed on the set once. Remember? I remember that. So there was a day when yeah. you were you guys were riding scooters. Yeah, and I just I laid out, and people didn't understand that. Doctor told me he's like, Chris, you need to get a hundred off, yep. or you're not going to live to see a certain thing. Yeah, your daughter's about to be born, and at the time drama, I felt like MTV didn't give a damn. Yeah, when you're going to come back to work? That's that was their that was their thing. Yeah, yeah, and that pissed me off, and I was like, they don't give a damn about a man who's basically helping the network yep. and they don't care about my health. Like when does he get, we're like, when, when you coming back to work is what we want to know. Yep. And that kind of hit me the wrong way, man. That's just not fun. Yeah. Instead, and instead of getting angry at them, I got angry at Rob, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and I took a lot of shit out on him mm -hmm. and he didn't, Rob didn't know that the health issues was going on and what the doctor had told me. Yep. And I'm, I'm about to be a father yep. at the same time. And I think at the same time, he was kind of over it, too. And yeah. so it was just like this sort of, yeah, we it just, all came in together in yeah. the one moment. It, it all was came like, together ah. in one moment where it just flared up, and we just let a lot of things out, yeah. you know. And and then when, you, when I left the show, you know, a lot of, he said this, and he said that, and that and the other. You know, I read a couple interviews, and that day I snapped. Yeah. And I went on, uh, I went on, I went on, uh, yeah, some, uh, I went on, uh, shit, what was the DJ? Woo Kid. Yep. I went on Woo Kid, man, and I lost it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, you know, I was, I, I fucking lost it. Yeah. And that keeping in real moment kind of really messed me and Rob up his friendship because I said some things I didn't mean. Yeah. And I said some things I shouldn't have said because he always had my back. But towards the end, when I got sick and they did that, 
I felt like no one had my back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm out of no, ain't nobody got my back for it. Don't give crap if I live or die. Mm-hmm. So that it was time for me to move on, raise my daughter, put her in a because when my daughter was born, TMZ was right out front trying to get a picture. Yep. You know, and, and that's just, not funny. Yeah, either. and those type of things, I didn't want that in my life. I didn't come to Hollywood to be Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I came to Hollywood to do something. Yeah. You know. I don't play the Hollywood stuff. That's not my thing. Yep. You know, I'm very cool, regular. And I told you, I always told you, drama, when I'm not having fun anymore, I will walk away. Yeah, yeah. And, and you did it. that's what I did. Yep. So then you went to Texas. Yeah. Bought a house. Yep. Had your daughter. Yep. Had a good, normal life. Yeah, great, normal paid life. Paid for. Yeah. That's one thing that I liked. Like, in that time, I remember that even stuck with me where I was like, man, he won. Yeah. You know, like he came, he did his thing, King, I got out of he it. made his money, he got yeah. out, he owns a house, yeah. he's out of Hollywood, he doesn't care about the rat race of yeah, that, I, you know. I don't want to be in that. That's, yeah. that's not what's my, that, that wasn't my thing. I, I wasn't trying to be in there. Like I say, everything I'd done from that point on yeah. was just icing on cake. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was. And that's why I could walk away and still be proud of what I did. Mm-hmm. We're still being we're still being talked about today. Yeah, you know it's so, something, man. That can't yeah. like it'll can't. never be replaced. It'll never it's, be like oh yeah, but then there was that newer version. Yeah. I mean, it's the level of respect that I get, yeah. and I'm not one of you two, but the level of respect that I get just for being involved in such an iconic thing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it was really a moment to a lot of people's childhood, dude. Uh, drama. The letters I get, man. I it's, bet. It, it's it. You know, got kids like black. I was, you know, I was scared to take my shirt off. Yeah. You know, when I saw you take your shirt off, I didn't care that you had and man pants. boobs and a belly and you didn't care about it. Yeah. He said, that inspired me to take mine off because I didn't care either. Yeah. And you get those type of letters. And then I'm dry. I, I, there was a guy who was dying and his last wish was to meet me. Uh-huh. Okay. So I flew into LA. I'm on dog flu. And I was like nervous. Like this guy's finna die. Yeah. And he wants to meet That's a, lot a kid to from like, Mississippi. Yeah. You know, it's it's a lot to swallow. It's man. like you know that you mean you know that people like you and you're funny, but yeah. on that level it's like, oh man, I, I didn't that's think, so much. You don't I didn't think I was affecting people's lives. Yeah. I'm I'm just lying. I'm 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 giving you something to laugh at. Laugh at my pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so to speak. Yeah. But People took that to heart, man. People were seriously hurt when Robin Big ended. My yep. my wife Shannon, yeah, they called her. She you 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 effed up Robin Big. Really? Yeah. They yeah. She oh, got she. Man. I got hate mail. She got hate mail. It was like you messed up Robin Big. You the one who messed this up. And she didn't do anything. If anything, she did. She got me through all the bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you last know, season. That last cheek, man, without her, I don't know, you know. It was just a weird season, man. Yeah. Me and Rob didn't talk at all. But drama, we get together and do fucking comedy yeah, go and insane. laugh our asses off. And when they say cut, I walk out. Part of ways, house. yeah. And be the funniest. That was it so just, crazy. It just, that's, that's friendship. Yeah. That's two brothers that are mad at each other. And I'm not the type of person, I don't fight people, I don't punch. If I if I want to hurt you, yeah, I hurt you with words. Yeah, I'll punch the shadow of you with the word because mm-hmm. I, I I I don't have I don't want to put my hands on my friends. Yeah, it, it's not that, but I hurt the hell out of you with words. That Capricorn, yep. that's what we do. Mm-hmm. I don't I will hurt you with words, and sometimes you go a little bit too far with yeah. those. Yeah, yeah. But man, you guys were so professional yeah. about it and just the be, the ability to like you just said because i forgot yeah. about that it's like show up make hilarious television yeah. as best friends yeah. and then part ways and not part ways and say yo fuck you on fuck the way out yeah. the door but, but just like, say you know yeah we're I here to do a job now rob go back to this place I, 
I always said Rob was living on the set. Yeah. So he never got away from it. Oh, it was nuts. It, 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 People Rob showing was, yeah, up all day. You know what I'm saying? It, it wore Rob out, but he didn't show it, man. The guy is just a relentless motorboat. Yeah. He he didn't he didn't show it, but he was burnt out just like me. Oh, hell and that's yeah, why we was, was going off on each other because we were both 15, 15 episodes, yeah. season three, we were burnt out. Yeah. The way they were filming, they they wouldn't when Shane came in, it started getting filmed a lot better. Yeah. But those first two seasons, we were we were working thirteen hours a day. Oh yeah, it was not. We had so much extra footage on the floor that we could have did a whole nother season of Robin Big. Yeah. That's how much stuff we had. Because yeah, they were just shooting exactly. and then putting it together afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. And by the time season three kicked off, Everybody making money now, you know, everybody upgraded on cars yeah. and we juried up, you know, yeah. and then that's that business side that comes in. And then you yeah. start wondering, if I'm making this, mm-hmm. how much is you making? Mm-hmm. And then and then that's when the egos form up. 100%. You know, and then you got people on the side telling you, Black, you know you the show, right? Yeah. Or Rob, you know you the show, oh, right? Oh, yeah, it gets messy. You know you, know you the show, right? Mm-hmm. You know, shit gets messy. And yeah. then people just sit back and watch shit crumble. Yeah. You know, so true, and that's what happened. Um, so, like I said, I mean, then you went to Texas. I mean, you're happy. The good thing was I started missing you guys. That's what happened. You did. Huh? I started missing you guys. That you those, that those four years, man. I love raising my daughter. Yeah, but I, you, Rob, the crew. Yeah, yeah. I miss the shit out we of you guys. Family, and I wanted to get man. back. I wanted to get back. I was like, dude, I, I got to get back in. So yeah. I said, Rob, can I come on Fancy Factory? Yeah. And remember, I called you. I was like, Drama, check this out. I'm not coming and step on any toes. Yeah, yeah. You stepped in there, man, and you've held that shit down. Yeah. I just want to come in here and be funny again. Yeah, yeah. I didn't care about how much I was making. I just want to let everyone know. Yeah, I do remember that. That there was no beef with me and Rob. I just had to take a break, man. People need to take breaks. No, hundred percent. You know, I'm not. I'm not built like him. Yeah. I'm a big, overweight dude. Yeah. So I got to take breaks. And what I always told people too is like. Uh, Number one, being a group of people that weren't necessarily like asking for fame. No. And then reality fame is so intrusive because people feel like they know you. They feel like they've been in your house. They feel like they know your dog. They will run up on you in no time, right? So like if you see, this is why I always tell people, you see Tom Cruise, one of the biggest stars in the world, walking through the airport. You're not necessarily going to run up on him because you don't know anything about Tom Cruise, yeah. right? You don't know. You yeah. just know his characters. <laughs> Big Black, you feel like you grew up I with. I grew up with. So I'm going to run up on you and yeah. say, yo, how's the dog? What's yeah. up with that toe problem you yeah. have? What's going yeah. on with this? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And on top of all of that, for you... You're so noticeable anyway. Exactly. You're I don't, a big I, black guy. I, I don't get, so people yeah. look at you anyway and say, well, who's that guy? And then it is somebody. And they're like, oh, shit, my dude. So you yeah. can't go anywhere. anywhere. So what I always tell people is like, man, he got it the hardest of everyone because people were just on him yeah. everywhere he would go, blah, blah, blah. So he, he liked to stay out of it. Yeah. He was in it, Texas. He liked to. I just, you know, I just, it, it, let me tell you what, Texas is crazy in L.A. as far as people walking up on, doing all, oh, I bet. you know. But, it, 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 you know, I don't, I don't. I don't really get all weirded out with that, yeah. you know. But pe- like I said, people need to understand. Come at me real. Yeah. Don't come at me all. Ah, 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 ah. Yeah, Dude, people are crazy. I, hey, I put my pants on the same way you do every morning, mm-hmm. each leg. So you ain't got to come treat me any different. 
You come at me real, come at me, we're good. Mm-hmm. Don't come at me with all that pulling your hair out. I've had guys cry. Yeah. Now, it, it, you it's know, just it's, weird. It's just, it's, it's weird. But it's respected, yeah. but it's weird. Yeah. Man. It's like black men. And it's know. just every instinct. Number one, that's just fucking weird. And number two, <laughs> every instinct in your body, like, you know, I've been places before where people are just kind of looking at you or yeah. dudes are looking at you. Yeah. And it, every instinct says that's a problem, yeah. right? Like somebody's going to rob you or yeah. like something's going on here. And it's not that, but people will just act so fucking weird. I, 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 drama. I did a Ricky Williams. Uh-huh. I started wearing, I started wearing prescription sunglasses. Yeah. Because when I'm looking around, they're checking you out. It's like when we lock eyes. Oh, it's over. You gotta, you, you gotta make a move here. Yeah. Okay. If I catch you staring at me, you either better do this. Yeah. Or throw that head nod. Yeah. I done caught you, man. So. You got. You want to say? Just say it. Yeah, you got to go somewhere. You know. So now I just started to wear my prescription sunglasses. So if I see you standing, I, we, we don't lock eyes. Yeah. I kind of just like look off. Yeah. You know. You don't. You, you, you don't know eyes. we're you locking. Always eyes. avoid the. But eye I'm seeing. But I'm seeing you the whole time. Yeah. 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 But we don't really lock eyes. It's smart. <laughs> yeah. Because once you lock eyes, it's over. It's, over. <laughs> it's a wrap. Um. So back on Fantasy Factory, uh, but then you know at that point we had it down to quite a bit of a it was science, a science man. and we just knocked it out. I yeah. mean, not that, and I will say the cool thing is the relationship wasn't so messed up that you couldn't just come right back. I mean, you came right back. Everyone was, Over we there. were all cool. Great. Yeah. There was no There's issues. Nothing. There was no yeah. faking. There was no nothing. But by that time we had it down to such a science. It yeah. was just like, once again, it wasn't scripted. Everyone always asked me, was it scripted? It was never scripted, scripted, but like, you know, you're doing an episode. Yeah. And if the episode is about this thing, thing. you know, you got to film some shit about it's that, thing. that thing. So we just had it down. We knew each other so well, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's like, here's the episode. Let's go be funny. Yeah. And I mean, that stuff was easy. Yeah, it, was, it was easy. Drama had Robin Big been shot like Fantasy Factory. We did eight seasons of that. Oh, At easy. At least eight to ten seasons. Easy. Easy. You probably shot we got eight on. seasons worth of... Rob would have probably had his son yeah. on Robin Bay. It'd still be that's, going. That's how, deep, that's how deep it could have been yeah. if we could have filmed it the way it's filmed, Fancy Factory was filmed. Yeah. It just it, it was less stress, shorter work days. Yeah, so But we easy. worked a lot of hours, but in, instead of having all week of 13 hours a day, you probably have... Three days yep. of 13 hours a day and get some rest. And like you said, everyone could go home. Exactly. You weren't filming in a home. In a home. That's, and that was the biggest thing, man, is, you know, I'm, I, you know, I got me a little place down the street, man. So once we done, I'm going, I'm going, yeah. I'm going home. Yeah. I got my woman at the house. Yeah. You it's know? so important, man. It's, especially when you guys were filming in that house and both living in that house. Yeah. And it'd be like you film all day until yeah. 8 or 9 p.m. or 11. Yes. And then you try to invite some friends over yeah. and you try to, and then you wake up in the morning and you film again. Yeah. It's just like, holy cow. You can't get anything done. It's you nuts. know? But yeah, Fantasy Factory, we just, you go in. It was like a set. It was not a set. Was. Rob actually worked there. Yeah. We actually hung out yeah. there. All that. But what I'm saying is you could treat it like a set. And exactly. you could show up, you could film, and then you could leave. And you could leave. And it was good. Yeah. And it was good, and I think that there was a piece of it missing without you, clearly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, then when you yeah. came back, it felt complete. Please. I think even to the viewer, it yeah. felt like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cool, we're exactly. all back here now. Yeah. You know, but people, like I say, John, people got to understand that people tell you, you got to take breaks in yeah. life. In Hollywood, if you ain't never been in Hollywood, you ain't never put that time in here, this place can chew you up and spit you out yeah. if you allow it. It's only what you allow. Yeah. If you don't allow this place to get to you, 
You know, I used to have to go back home and get grounded every now and then. I'd fly back to Mississippi yeah. and go hang out with Uncle Jerry and get called Chris all day, yeah. you know, because they won't call me Big Black. Yeah, yeah. You know, go take the trash out. Go yeah. do this. We don't give a damn what you've done out in Hollywood. Yeah. You, you, you Chris to us. Yeah, you need you that. Porky. Yeah. You Porky. You, that's my nigga. You're Porky. <laughs> you ain't nobody else. You go do the same shit we do. Go get in that truck, go to Piggly Wiggly, yeah. grab some collard greens, come on back home. Yeah, you need that. <clears throat> and that's the way my life is. And they treat me they treat me the same out there, and that's why I like going back. Yep. Um, one of the questions I get asked the most mm-hmm. is, what is Big Black up to now? Big, I, I'm doing a lot of things, man. You yep. know, I do I do a lot of charity stuff in Dallas. Yep. Um, I've, been, I've been doing some filming in Canada. There's a show called Wingmen. Okay. I'm the token black guy four rich, successful white guys. I love it. And I'm the token brother. Like scripted stuff? Scripted stuff, That's yeah. Nice. How do you like uh, like acting? Um, just You're good at it. No, Whenever we yeah, did like those yeah, promo things, yeah, or you know, we had yeah. to do some acting for like commercials and stuff. What they do is they put me in a scene, put me in, the, and you, you act your way out of it. Ah, that's so what we're gonna do. We're, it's we're, similar to yeah, it's similar to what we're doing. Yeah, and then I pretty much have to act my way out of. It. That's cool. You know, so you we usually don't do more than three takes. Yeah, that's you know, I usually sum it up. Yeah. So the guy who's the guy who 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 is filming the show in Canada, both like Buffalo Wild Wings is here mm-hmm. in Canada. It's called Wild Wings. Hmm. So the guy owns like 70, 80 franchises. Mm-hmm. So his name is Rick Schmidt. So. He says, I'm gonna film a show about me and my boys. Yeah. And they were like, and they were like, Well, who who would you like to film with? And all the guys were like, my son, I watched this show with my son. It's called Robin Big. Oh, man. And that guy, Big Black. Yeah. And they kept calling me. Like, you wanna talk to you, you wanna talk to you? And I was like, man, I ain't wanna talk to y'all. I'm hanging out, chilling. Yeah. And then they were like, We'll fly in. You certain amount of a day of shooting. I was like, all right, I'll come up there and okay. check it out. I, I, I always wanted to check out Canada. So, okay, I'll can go check Canada <laughs> out. So we shot in Toronto, Montreal, and Calgary. That's dope. Last three episodes. You like it up there? I love it up there. Yeah. You know, I've always been my first time ever going to Vancouver, yep. hanging out with Colin McKay and Sluggo yeah. and all those guys. That was the first time I've been. Rob first he took me to Vancouver. And ever since then I go to Vancouver every year. Oh, you still do? I still do. I still do. I was just up there. I was just up there four months ago. That's amazing. I need to go up. I want to go to Toronto really. Oh, dude. Heard it's amazing. Yeah, Toronto's nice, but Vancouver, go out and we go pike fishing. Yeah. Stuff like that. I'd like that too. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Are you still doing like hosting and stuff like that or not really? I do some hosting. Yeah. I do lecture. I've done lectures at a couple of colleges. I've done like 10 of them. Nice. Just talking about reality shows. Reality one on one, how you get a show, how we got Robin Big, the funniness, and I'll do like a forty-five minute, fifty-minute Q and A. Yeah. So it's usually Q and A, talk about the show, and then picture and picture an autograph. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you know, it's a good deal. Yeah, good gig. Yeah. What about um, how old is your daughter now? Eight. That's insane. Eight years old. That makes me feel so old. Yeah. I remember going to the hospital. Yeah, you were scared to hold her. I was, yeah, 100% I was. Yeah, she is eight years old and giving me hell. She is, huh? Yeah, uh, she's very brutally honest. Yeah. Um, A couple days ago, she's making me self-conscious with my ear hair. And (laughs) we're we're sitting there watching TV, and she keeps looking at me from the side. Uh And I'm just like, what, what? Yeah. What? She's like, Daddy. Do they have hair salons for ears? Oh man! And I was like, you know what? Nah, they don't. No, go she to your room. They, she said they need to because you have a lot of hair in your ears. 
And I was like, I did this. I was like, yeah. <laughs> pull it. I yep. pulled a little bit here. It was like, I was able to make a braid out. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just on your mind 24-7. <laughs> I was able to make a little, I was able to make a dreadlock out of one of them. Oh, so I was man. like, shit, she's right. So then I say the next day, we're sitting down. We always sit and watch a little movie before she goes to bed. And then she's looking at me. She's like, 665, 700, 750. I was like, why are you throwing numbers out there? Yeah. That's how many ear hair I just counted right oh, inside man. your lobe there. She got she's you. Just, she's, I'm she about, found your weak she's spot. One, she is one liner in me. So I said, you know what? I get up. I go down to Walgreens. Yep. I get some Nair. And my whole ears are white. <laughs> I just I just take Nair and just put it all up in the earlobes uh-huh. everywhere. Uh-huh. And I went hot water, wiped them all out. Then went downstairs and says, you know what? How about that? How about that? You count how many ear hairs now? 600, 675? I said, <laughs> so that, that's kind of the way me and her do. She is just like me when it comes to comedy. Yep. I think she might do TV because she is hilarious. Yeah. That's yeah. how I would picture Big Black's yeah, daughter being. she is, you know, she's hilarious. Would you let her uh, come into the crazy world of Hollywood? I don't know. Yeah. Not unless I'm with her. I really don't. I'd rather she pay sports and get her a scholarship. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't I don't, I don't, don't put this on anyone's kids unless they really have you a gotta, dream doing it. Yeah, really, yeah. really, really want it. She walks up to me and says, Daddy, I, want, I think I want to try TV. Yeah. I try it with her. If she don't walk up to me and ask me, I'm not going to suggest. You never push, yeah. I never suggest. Yeah, it's crazy. What would you say uh, upcoming plans? What do you see long-term um, future stuff? Future stuff for me. I'm, everybody wants me to come back to TV. Yeah. And we were talking about podcast yeah, stuff. Yeah, we are talking about podcast stuff. I would like to sit now, instead of making people laugh, on television, yeah, I like to do radio, with my own show, or some show with somebody I was down with, yeah. and just make a plutonic funny show about everything, and just laugh, just yeah. laugh for an hour or two hours, or however long the show is. Yeah, I would love. I think yeah. there's so much value, especially right now, in like your opinion on shit going yeah. on, like not only, just, but just your funny outtake and yeah. like your funny way of dealing with. Uh, yeah. stuff that are, is driving people nuts right now or maybe making people really angry you just have a really funny way of sort of deflecting it and being like ah oh, yeah hey, but whatever man, hey I didn't I don't I I'm feel like this I didn't been on in the hospital or deathbed like man you ain't gonna get through yeah certain, you know what I'm saying so I don't I don't let this stress me no more man yeah. you know I that's one thing about it once you once you lay in a hospital bed for about two months and look at the ceiling for about two months yeah that'll you'd be do like it. Shh, so when someone telling me, man, nah, you know, I sometimes want to say, dude, I, I don't feel that way. Yeah. You put put two months in a hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day with a catheter in your wiener. Yeah, yeah. Okay? That'll change your and mind real quick. That'll change your mind real quick. Wait till they pull that thing out. Till they pull that thing out. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do. I like it, man. I think. Uh, I definitely think. Yeah. Staying in the. Uh, you know, not too much. You don't, have, you don't have to do too much, but I do think there's a lot of people that can value, benefit from your opinion yeah. and from you have maybe having a podcast. If you yeah. want to, we can set you up with a, I'll tell you how I'm doing everything here, okay. set you up with a little podcast yeah. setup, whatever it is. I just think, um, I think people would really like it. Yeah. Um, 
And for the sake of when you were talking about health, you'll everyone who's listening, you'll see in my Instagram photos. But Big Black has lost a shit ton of weight. Yeah. Tell me again, uh, Robin Big, you were four four hundred and sixteen pounds. Jesus Christ! And then uh, let's say Fantasy Factory, you were down uh, to I, I, I slimmed down to about three fifty five. Well, I, I usually go for my t shirt size. Yep. Because I went from six X. You knew I rapped yeah, about it constantly. Yeah. I went from six X. To 5X on Fantasy Factory. Yep. To 4 by the end we shot the last season. And now you're in a medium. I'm in a... Th- <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, hey, I'm, still, I'm still a couple X's in, guys. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm still, I'm still in that 3. I'm 100 pounds lighter now. Yeah. Trying to get down to 290. You know, I, who knows? I might go back to stripping if I can get down to 290. I mean, I, I'm Black, not saying I would come yeah. watch, but I would support it. Black Lavender, by far, best male stripper other than Channing Tatum. Yeah, if you don't know. If you don't know. Google it. Google it. I'm telling you. <laughs> charge about a pound. Still do. <laughs> um, okay, last thing. I always do this one. I call it note to self. If okay. you could write a note to your teenage self living mm-hmm. in Mississippi, yeah. uh, with all the things on your mind of, I need to get out of here. This isn't right. Maybe there's crazy racial issues yeah. going on. All the shit that was in your mind then. Now, everything that you've been through, your perspective on everything, you could give yourself a little note and say, hey, Take this with you. What would you say? Off right now? Yeah. Living in Hollywood, you need to definitely have a relationship with God mm-hmm. and read your Bible. Mm-hmm. Get a Bible and read it. Yep. Okay? Because this place can be evil mm-hmm. if you let it be evil to you. You got to have a whole – you got to be able to cut this off and then be able to do something else. Yep. You know, you and I'll say for the sake of, you know, I believe that, Anyone who's trying to achieve anything yeah. great, like you guys have, you're going to be tested. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be of strong course. no matter where you're going. So even for the listeners, I yeah. would say, like, no matter what you're trying to do, if you're trying to test the boundaries of where you came from and what you're capable of, I just think that's great yeah. advice. you got to yeah. be... Hollywood ain't easy, man. Yeah. People think this place is... You think this place is peachy king and cream cream of the crown. It's not. Mm-hmm. There's people, it's people working at Starbucks for 10 years and they ain't got a shot. We came in and talented as hell, dude. They're talented as hell, and we got a shot. You know, it took us a couple years, but we was given the opportunity and chance to do it, and we pulled it off. But there are people not putting that work in. Yeah. All right, man. Anything I missed? Um, Do you feel any gaps anywhere? Nah, man. That's that's. Any uh, tell people where to follow you or where to uh, on Instagram at Big Black nineteen seventy two on Instagram. Um, Chris Boykin on 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 Facebook and uh, on Twitter at Big Black. There it is. So hit me up, guys. I, I do all my Twitter stuff. I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of different on certain like on certain. I, I talk shit on on Twitter. You do. I like that. Yeah, Twitter's my shit. Talking. You talk shit, and yeah. you, you'll respond. Yeah, and I respond. So to don't you, troll so, him. But if you yeah. have an opinion, give it to him. Give He'll it talk to shit I'll right talk, back to you. I, I, we we can talk about opinions. Yeah, Instagram. I'm kind of shooting pictures of funny stuff, my daughter, you know, uh, food I eat, yep. things like that. Facebook is more f- friends, 
we grew up, went to high school together. Yeah, that's, yeah. We, we we talked that way, and you know, yeah, I've just a small group of friends. But you know, I, I'm I'm on all of them. Yep. So don't think I'm not, guys. I don't have a Ghost Rider. Done deal. I ain't Drake. Yeah, you can tell. <laughs> Drake, I'm just playing, son. Dead day. Shots fired. That, 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 blah, Drake, blah. Drake, Drake. That's gonna be the son. headline. Listen to Big Black son. talk shit about Drake, Drake in my new podcast. Man, you you. Sometimes your music, I'd be like, hmm. But that new song you got, come and see me. That that song's hot, son. I'm gonna let you know when I'm coming home. Yeah, oh, yeah. dude, that's hot. Yeah, yeah. It's corny, but yeah. that shit is hot. You can only hate so much on Drake. Yeah, before he gets you. <laughs> and that, my friends, is how we're gonna leave this. <laughs> Have a good one. Thank you, oh, Big Black. Man. Thank you. Hey, man, thanks for having me, Drama Man. Yes, sir. I'm blessed, man. Thank you. All right, there it was, Big Black. Short story long. I really enjoyed that one. I, you know, lesson learned for me was keeping positive through negative situations. I mean, I can't imagine the shock of moving to Mississippi um, from Chicago and having to deal with all this racism and all this hatred out of nowhere in high school. Um, I think a lot of people, when that stuff happens, when there's that much negativity, you become a victim of it, you end up staying there, you end up getting beat down because life is just too difficult and you don't continue to move forward. And his ability to have a positive outlook and make jokes and be funny and and sort of be self-aware of how people were perceiving him, but then get away from that by joking and by being happy. And then moving to, uh, to going to the Navy just to get out of Mississippi, that's another difficult situation. And continuing to push and push and push and stay positive until eventually the fortunes turned around and he became a superstar and made a bunch of money and there it is. I, I don't, to me, the lesson learned there is just there's peaks and valleys, there's good times, bad times, and being able to stay positive and not let the bad times destroy you so that you're prepared when the good times come. And then putting the good times into perspective and not getting too ahead of yourself there either. Um, I don't know. That was a good one for me. That was good lessons learned. Good to catch up with my guy. I really enjoyed that one. Um, please go leave me feedback on iTunes, on the podcast app, on your phone. Just give me a quick little five stars. Say, hey man, loved it. Shout out, short story long, my favorite. Or tell me what you like. Tell me who you'd like to see. I'm working on new guests constantly. Um, And then head over to youngandreckless.com, promo code SSL, 50% off. Thank you guys, you're the best. I'll be back next week.